Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And I want to uh, welcome back uh, not only Michael J. Russ, who has been on extended holiday, but also we have a very, very special guest, Carol Collins, America's Medium, is joining us today. And it is so exciting and so delightful. So I want to just say welcome and hello to both of you. And uh, so excited hello. for today's show. Thank you. Hi, everybody. So glad to be back. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, <laughs> we do this show completely unscripted, and, and that's what's so wonderful about having uh, Carol join us because when the guides jump in, it's just it's amazing to see where the, the show flows. Um, and I, I just want our, our, our audience to know that. And so I have been tuning into late night television. And one of the shows that I used to absolutely love was the show Laugh In, which I think we can all just enjoy the whimsy and the color and, and what if you have a chance to watch the reruns. But there was uh, an episode on the show and it was featuring the actress Lily Tallman. And she used to play uh, an operator. And back in the day before we had these wonderful cell phones that we could get connected with uh, anywhere we wanted to, there actually had to be a physical operator sitting at a switchboard plugging people in and she would connect you, you know, operator, can you connect me to this person? Can you connect me to that person? Can you connect me? Can you connect me? And I started thinking about that this morning and I thought about how we become connected so that we see ourselves as part of the greater whole. How do we do that? And I couldn't think of any better time to ponder that than and then with uh, with Carol Collins and the collective. And I, I know it's sort of a, a big topic, but I really, I think about it, like how we're all these individual things and we don't really see ourselves getting connected. We have these guides, we have this, ability to connect to source and really see ourselves as part of this greater whole. And I, I just, um, I, it just is one of those things that I, I was, as a visual, thought would be um, a great way to kind of kick off the show. So I will, uh, would love to hear your comments, Michael, first, and to see what you're in, you know, you would like to ask and um, to speak with, with Carol, first of all, or, or the collective if they would like to come in. Perfect. Listen, um, I think it's an awesome topic, by the way. Um, connecting, I, you know, connecting to our guides, connecting to, uh, to those around us, uh, the concept of connection is something that uh, is always on my mind because I'm always attempting to connect with someone wherever I go, even no matter how brief. And I know the collective is going to have something really wonderful to say about this. Uh, and Carol, let's take this away because I'm I'm excited about this topic. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm personally thinking, wow, that's really profound. I love it. And it's funny because uh, in in the unfoldment classes, which are the mediumship classes, mediumship moving into channeling classes on Monday night. Um, there's one person in class who is a beginner channeler, and his guide came through and was giving an experience that we all have, and he was using it as an example and, and then gave, you know, this beautiful nugget of wisdom after the example. And he was talking about, you know, when you're driving on the highway and you're going from one state to another, there's always a welcome sign. There's always mm-hmm. a welcome sign. Right. And and cities and towns, you know, many cities and towns have them as well. But always, at least in, in you know, America and the United States, there's always a welcome sign at every entrance point of the new state. Mm-hmm. And so it was a conversation that, that this student and, and that, that he, was, he was pondering, that isn't that nice that there's always a memory that we can go back to where we felt welcomed. And, and mm-hmm. even though it's a shallow, minor, you know, it's a drive-by, but it's a welcome, a whole sign. Like the whole state decided that, that, that creating a sign that was unique to that state was worth putting money into and worth maintaining. And, and, and not just one sign, but at every entrance point to the state. But, there's, but the fun thing is, there's not a you are leaving 
in every state. It's like, you're here, we want you here. It's not, bye, mm-hmm. you're leaving, get out, you know. It, 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 <laughs> you're here, you're here, you're here. Almost like, don't leave. We like that you're here. We love that you're here. And, oh, by the way, we're the state of, you know, like I'm in Virginia, so it's, it, you know, uh, what is Virginia? Virginia is for lovers. So it's like we're, we're welcoming everybody and telling you a little bit about ourselves. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the idea of connection is how many people do you say hello to? Probably a lot. You say, you know, hi, hey, how you doing? You know, have a great day. And, you know, you say that to strangers and, and, you, and you say that to just, you know, casually. But, but how many people are in your life that know at least one significant thing about you? Who are the people that you have mm-hmm. opened up to that really know something about you? Kind of like, you know, each state welcome sign says something about who they believe they are. And it's, you know, how do you get connected with people? You've got to open up. Yeah, that's, that's true. So true. That's so beautiful. Yeah, well, that's, very that's true. Something that's, that is that is pretty much the key right there is being willing to open up yourself to and share, to talk. basically being able yeah. to connect with someone to the point where they open up quickly, which I love doing. Um, yeah, I'm kind of masterful at that. Um, if I can pat myself on the back for a second because I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, in sales, I've been doing it, but aside from life, it's just part of who I am. Um, and I enjoy it very much, and it's amazing what people will tell you when they when you do um, get them to open up in a very, very short period of time. Um, things that are wonderful, things about what what gives, brings them joy and why they are where they are and what they love about life and themselves. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. I love that you said that because that that was the, the 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 that was the connecting point, and so that's something that you love about yourself and that you're willing to share. So I'll I'll share me. I I know that I'm friendly. I'm friendly friendly. I like being friendly. I like holding doors open. I like saying thank you. I like looking people in the eye and saying yes or no. Have a nice day. I believe myself to be, you know, I love what I do for a living. I love being a channeler, and I love being a medium, and I love giving readings. But, but I know that one of my fortes and my personality, I'm super, super friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's I will. Uh, we know. First, I, I just want to say that you are so warm and so friendly, and you are so genuine and i adore the person that you are carol and i just i want to say that i have participated i've been able to participate into the art of self-healing classes and there is such a feeling of family that you create in those classes and so it doesn't matter where you are if you're a beginner to channeling or if you've had lots of experience but you welcome and you share and you smile and it just it it just warms the hearts to think of everybody in the class. And uh, for me, one of the things that I like to do is I wonder. I it's, I wander and I wonder. And I I've always been on my website. I said I said that I was a gifted treasure hunter, and I find that I like to find the treasures within people and help them see things that they might not be able to see about themselves. And it's something I think I've always sort of empathically done, even as a child. I could feel if somebody was sad or left out, and it would really bother me. It would sort of, you know, really tug at my heart. And I would always want to help and fix and maybe help them see something about themselves that they didn't see before. And I think that that's part of the wondering. Like I would look at somebody and and try to see their gifts and help them acknowledge who they were. And I I think that both of you do that as well. And I have to applaud you for that. Um, It's a wonderful gift. You're really good at it too. You're really, really good at it. Yeah. (laughs) She's amazing. Yeah, you really are. It's like been, it's like when you sit back and see somebody having a hard time and you just say, well, 
I know that there's something I can do in this situation, and then you go find it, and you've chosen to identify something in their personality. So you've kind of honed in on what kind of a – where your thoughts are going to go. Mm-hmm. And it is helpful. Mm-hmm. I love hearing yeah. you talk. I could just sit here and listen to this podcast. I'm going to listen to this podcast again and again. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> I, I, it's one of the things that you know, we all have our little gifts and things, and I, I'm so glad that you shared yours because that's the way I always have perceived you, Lisa. Um, oh, thank you. You know, it's just been one of those things that, that uh, you know, for me growing up as a, as a kid, I've always had some – Something about me has always made me easy to talk to. Something other people open up to me very, very, very easily, and um, it's it's uh, it's been something that I, that I've cherished, uh, where I have been able to have perhaps help people shift their perspective, especially people having maybe a difficult moment in uh, in, in in time, and uh, just listening and maybe giving them a, a, a different perspective about what their situation is so that they can maybe shift those thoughts to something more positive. And, and they, I, I had the, the best thing I can say is when the, the best compliment you, uh, you can have is when someone says, who are you? <laughs> and they say, who are you? <laughs> I love that when people say that. Um, and it happens. You know, and you know then at that particular point that you have struck a chord and that you've actually hit that pivot point for them where they they have shifted and they're and they're acknowledging the fact that they have shifted their thoughts to something more positive or a different angle and gotten out of their um the negative thought they've shifted it to something more positive um and uh, to me it's 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 a gift and it's a blessing and and Carol you are uh, somebody who has helped to uh, over the past few months, and I haven't known you very long, uh, to continue that and expand upon that for uh, for me as I've gotten around it. It's kind of given me you've given me a different uh, you've, you've you've expanded my mindset, and by understanding that I have this connection with my guide, and I'm always now aware of that connection and that. And and am kind of alert to how what I'm doing has been that I've been guided to to do it. You know the the thoughts that I have and the experiences that I that uh, that I have created or gone into. And I just came back from a, a wonderful trip to to Turkey, and I had many many of those experiences over there with a lot of different people. So I do thank you for that. And uh, please <laughs> carry on with this because I just love it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah. always in heaven when you're on the when you're on the show. Well, I wish I could say that was me. It, it, it's me, like it's my voice. But but the thoughts that are conveyed to you, as well as in classes, um, it's that's the voice from beyond. They're the the words from the other side, and they are beautiful words, and they are perfect words, and they have perfect explanation, and they break things down into different ways depending on who they're talking to. They use logic and they weave in just this beautiful we don't judge kind of energy. You are who you are, where you are on that day and that day only. And 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 they don't look at yesterday or, and, or compare you to someone else. They just say, okay, this is where your thoughts are going, is where your thoughts are angling. And so we're going to speak to you where you stand today, here, right now. And that's something that people mm-hmm. don't often, um, they don't often do because we have this natural tendency to say, I know this person. They're like this. Um, yeah. This person is really, you know, um, a very inquisitive or, or uh, very forthright or very courageous. But, but the, the projection is that's who they are. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, law of attraction is real. And maybe yeah. the energy between the two people brought them together so that, you know, you might have had 50 interactions with one person and you believe that they're very courageous and very intelligent because all of your 50 interactions uh, emphasized one or both of those. But mm-hmm. that might be, and it is, it's a portion of who we are. So the more people that we show our best side to or our fun side to or our friendly side to, 
or our courageous side too, then the more people see us for that and then believe that we are that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the less people that see that rougher side of us, then the less people know us as that. And, and it just, you know, psychic energy is real. Psychic mm-hmm. energy is not clairvoyant energy, and it's not channeled energy. Psychic energy is thoughts that you convey out into the world and the emotions that you convey out into the world, and then the world picks up on what you're putting out. And, and thoughts can be thoughts that you have in your own mind. You know, everybody thinks silently to themselves. Those thoughts are like thought bubbles that go out into the world. You know, here I am in Old Town Alexandria, and I was, I was walking down King Street today, and um, there's this, there's this um, uh, shoe store, the Comfort Shoes. And on the second floor of Comfort Shoes, for no apparent reason, it's not even where the store is, it's probably where their offices are, they had this um, bubble machine. They had the window open and a bubble machine, and the whole street was filled with bubbles. <laughs> right, right. I, I looked up and I'm like, there, there's not a birthday party for a five-year-old going on or a 55-year-old going on. I, I think I want one of those. But it was just, the whole street was filled with bubbles. But that's mm. what thought bubbles are. So when you have a thought, mm. there's a bubble, and your thought is on the inside, but so are the emotions that you had at the time that you had the thought. And so every thought bubble is, 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 is coupled with two things, a subject and one or more emotions. And, but, but unlike a soap bubble, those thought bubbles never pop, and they also have a date, time, and geographic stamp on them. And, and so those thoughts are in the world. So when you, Michael, were over in Turkey, you were experiencing Turkey, but you were also the unconscious part of you, the subconscious mind, the unconscious part of you, was also surveying thoughts that people have had about Turkey while they were in Turkey. And so you're, the, the, the mind gets, gets um, acclimated to different kind of thought bubbles. And so law of attraction is training your mind to lean into or preferring, that's probably a better way to say it, to preferring thought bubbles that have a smile face on the inside. Any subject, oh, any subject, wonderful. any subject, but, but, but a smile face. So it's like picking out the smile face thought bubbles that are in the air and when, and when you just, and how do you do that? You've got to say things like, I always feel happy. Everything always feels good. I always have beautifully positive experiences. Every conversation is always good. I always meet friendly people. I always have happy experiences. Every day has, is, is full of, of happy experiences. When you say that over and over again, you train your, the unconscious part of you that goes out and finds experiences for you to have, you know, we all, we all are creating life thought by thought by thought, moment by moment. But it's not the moment, it's the thought that comprises the moment. And so when, when you say things like, my day's always happy, I always have happy days, I'm, I'm such a happy person, and everybody I meet is happy, and that's the important add-on, then you just add to the momentum of positive law of attraction and when you say things like always and every, then, you, then you're not limiting yourself by a certain subject or by a certain person or a certain, you know, genre. You're just saying everything. I'm always happy everywhere. Everywhere I go with everybody I meet on every subject, I'm always happy. And people are always happy with me. And then you get that two-sided, that two-way dialogue becomes pleasing on both ends. And then it just gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Happy thought bubbles. I love that. And when you said that, uh, it reminded me because I, I, I always, again, it's the wonderment in my world is the word always. And I, I write things a lot of times, all a L L all ways, always. And a L W A Y S because really it is always upside down, inside out, upside, you know, backwards, sideways, whatever if you start to see and choose beautiful thoughts, I do believe that you attract more of those into your, into your reality. 
And, and, you know, we can see a beautiful sunset or a beautiful sunrise, and it doesn't mean that tomorrow won't be equally beautiful. It's just going to be different. It's just going to be a different way we're going to see the world. And I love those smiley face thought bubbles. <laughs> I think it's going to be, be look, getting myself a bubble machine, you know, an etheric bubble machine just to uh, yeah. put more smiley How can you not be happy seeing bubbles? I mean, it's like... Right. How can you not be happy? Experience the, the bubbles. bubbles. Yeah. How can you not be happy? How can you not be joyful when you? When I mean, that's what bubbles do. They make you feel amazing. Right. So mm-hmm. so now because I physically, literally witnessed seeing the bubble maker machine, not just a person with a wand, but a machine blowing bubbles and cascading across the whole street. I literally right. physically saw it. So now when I'm in a bad mood, or if I'm sad, or if I stub my toe and it hurts really bad. If I focus back on seeing the bubbles cascading out of the second-story window, I have to feel happier because that moment of, of, of witnessing it in person caused me happiness. So in the mm-hmm. moment of strife, in the moment of upset, in the moment of bad news, in the moment of sad, in the moment of, of oh, I wish I didn't say that, I wish I hadn't just said that, then, it, then training yourself to go back to a memory where you were supremely joyful, it has to alter law of attraction because law of mm-hmm. attraction is emotion-based thinking. And emotion-based thinking, it's whatever is the most recent is what you are attracting. So, you know, supersede anything negative with a happy visual memory and then you must feel happier and you must which tracks from negative track to positive track. You have to. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful right. way of putting that, by the way. Um, oh, I mean, absolutely. It, it, it was interesting because um, we were in uh, Cappadocia after a balloon ride, uh, a joyous morning sunset balloon ride, and, which is one of the things you go to Cappadocia for in the middle of Turkey. But my girlfriend was in the shower, and all of a sudden just started breaking out in this in laughter just just amazing i'm on the other side of the of the hotel room and i'm I'm hearing her laugh like crazy and i said what in the world are you thinking about and she's done this now about i don't know five or six times since whenever she thinks about it she just breaks out in laughter but we were we were about to go up in the balloon we're about to get into the balloon and uh, the balloon holds 24 people so there are uh four sections and the middle section is the pilot and his uh, co-pilot but we were trying to get into the balloon. There was three of us. And one guy, one of the guys said, no, 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 go down there. So we, we, we quickly ran, shuffled to the other, to, to one side to try and get in because this balloon was ready to lift off. And then that guy down there said, no, 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 run back, to, go to the other side. So we ran back to where we were. And then the guy over there said, no, 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 go to the other side. And so we ran back. So I said, I told him, what do you think people are looking at us? They're looking at us from another balloon going, what are those people doing? Shuffling back and forth, not knowing which way to get in. It was absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious just the thought of what's, what we looked like going back and forth. <laughs> and so, so whenever this thought comes up, we were thinking about this balloon ride, I said, you know, we're going to be laughing about this forever. Uh, you know, as, yeah. as one of the experiences, and those are the experiences you really want to have in life. You know, they, they're really, they're, they're just spur of the moment, but they just bring you such joy and you just can't stop laughing. It doesn't matter what you're thinking about. When you think about that, you just start laughing, you know. And uh, in my view, if we just fill our lives with, with just thousands of those experiences, um, we're going to be much better off for it. Um, those thought bubbles, those have those. Those to me are the most amazing thought bubbles. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So, Thanks. no, it's so true. Well, yeah. and the I, teacher, I wanted the to teachers mention... are guiding this conversation. I can tell. Uh, no, yeah. Well, you know, before that, when you were talking about um, you know the the ability to tune in more so uh, to the the positive thoughts and to really uh, tap into what it what it is that you're meant to receive. And I, I think that's one of the amazing things about your work, Carol, in channeling and also in teaching. Uh, you have the unfoldment into channeling and it's really about increasing your ability to receive. And so 
the ability to receive those positive thought bubbles and then when you the accuracy of what you're doing and how you connect with your guides and and how you can actually utilize that. I know that that's one of the, the greatest gifts that you have given both uh, Michael and I is is the reconnection to our our guides where we actually you, know, you get busy with life and you forget that you have this other source that you can tap into and say, you know, I, I did the other day, I just surrendered. I said, look, this is so much. I, I need your help. I, this is, I was just so overwhelmed and I, and I had to say stop, you know, and, and the overwhelm to be into a space where now I'm underwhelmed. I feel like, wow, this is great. I felt this weight of the world lifted off my shoulders and I'm enjoying the sunshine and the warm fall weather and I just, yeah, just everything. I mean, it, it and I think that connection is um, really important. Uh, so if there's a, a, something that you could share with our, our audience and even when the next unfoldment into channeling class, if somebody is interested in oh, signing yeah. up, it's just absolutely yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I will, I will say I love being a channeled person and the classes are channeled. My readings and the, the energy um, attunement readings are all channeled. Um, uh, the interviews always include channeling and um, workshops are channeled. So the, the, the content of the unfoldment classes, and it's unfoldment into channeling, but you've got to go through the process of increasing intuition, stepping into clairvoyance, and then progress into channeling. So all of those classes are channeled. Um, it's their conversation, their instruction, not mine. And mm-hmm. every single week I am... Um, just as enthusiastic and surprised at what the content is as all of the students. I, I hear it as everybody's hearing it. So the new session, um, I, so I, I have unfoldment into channeling on Mondays and self-healing using energy techniques on Tuesdays. And I do them 48 weeks out of the year, so 12-week sessions. I, I group them into 12 weeks just to make it easy on myself and 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 so i have session one two three and four they're they're january through december and so basically it's every three months so the next session Mm -hmm. which is session four for 2023 begins uh october 2nd and it runs for 12 consecutive weeks the classes are ongoing instruction it's not a 12-week program it's it's not a um a, a one and done it's ongoing weekly classes that I personally group into 12-week segments. And, uh, and the same thing with the self-healing using energy techniques. So they're, they're both in, they're grouped in weeks of 12. Um, and you can sign up for them on my website. I have a really cool membership program going, um, two of them actually. One is, is um, uh, I have a gold and a platinum. The gold is you get every uh, monthly Q&A workshop with the teachers uh, for $50 a month. It's pretty inexpensive. And the Platinum is unlimited Monday night classes, unlimited Tuesday night classes, unlimited monthly workshops, and a slew of other things for like 150 bucks a month. So it's, it's about 145 live classroom hours with um, the teachers of Yeshua. And you get all kinds of time to ask them questions and really dive into what your personal strengths are, what your guide is working on with you or for you in your meditation sessions, um, practical applications. You know, I ask them all the time for tips, tools, and practical skills, not fluffy mm. law of attraction. And I said, I did say that right. when I first, when, when this ability just blossomed in me, I, I do remember very distinctly having a conversation where I said, would you please just could you teach law of attraction and bring out some practical skills, some things that people can actually use because people are so mixed up. It's like, can yeah, you, true. you know, so I was very, I was very, you know, insistent. And they go into the mechanics of what law of attraction is and, and, and how it has to do with our thinking process and our emotional process, but also that emotion and thoughts are energy. And, and they go into all the, the nitty-gritty details 
and they can get very specific with certain groups of, of students. Um, and so it's, it's a really fun time. So the, the thing is, if, if anybody is a, a serious student and you really want to dive in, you've got to stick with it. It's not a come to class for a few weeks and then, and then, and then you know, get the gist of it and then you're a practicing medium. It's not like that at all. It's like learning a foreign language. The, mm -hmm. the conversation that comes from the non-physical dimension is a vibrational signature with intelligent thought weaved in it. And the subconscious mind of each human individual needs to learn to translate that conveyance of information. Abraham calls it a block of thought. The teachers of Yeshua call it a block of thought. They said that's what they all teach. It is, it is a mm. conveyance of intelligent information that is vibrationally sent through the dimension. And you don't learn that overnight. And it's a process, and it's a process that has to be learned in silent meditation. And, and so that's what the classes are all about. So it's, it's um, you know, platinum membership is really for anybody that says, this is really what I want to do. I want to be somebody that, that is a practicing medium, clairvoyant or, and or channeled. Um, and the Tuesday classes are for somebody that really wants to understand how energy healing techniques, how it works and how to use it for yourself or for others. So mm -hmm. it's like 50% off of, 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 you know, joining the classes individually. So those are fun. Wow. Um, yeah. The workshops are fun. I have those once a month. They're two hours, and it's nonstop Q&A. We get as many questions in as we can. Um, and the, the memberships, you get the archive of everything, which is really good. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I just want to give your website. So it's America's dash medium.com so it's america's dash medium.com and, and what is so amazing it's not like you know when people think of class they think of uh, you know having a textbook and going through oh no that's not what it is at all I and mean, when you when you begin the class you i think even you don't know what the 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 guides are going to be bringing through and it's really what's needed for the whole group. And, and it's just phenomenal. I can't say enough about it. There's just so many golden nuggets that I and to be able to watch the replays and to really practice it. And so you know, yesterday I had I, just the change of season. I had a little bit of a dull ache in my one knee that I wrecked when I was many, many years ago. And you can always sort of feel it. That, and I, I just took my hands and did the placement and it was like okay it, it, it eased what was the challenge and, and whatever it was it seemed to dissipate so I was very yeah. grateful for that. So just a little insight into that. So in the, the all over the body but, but there's a concentrated amount in the hands and some other places. There's like a looping of source frequency that is in the energy field but it loops up and then back in. It's like, a, it's like a loop. And it's looping in the palm of the hand. So when you place that on your knee, then your guide, your specific guide, is then using the infusion of uh, the looping on your hand and the looping on your knee. When they go together, it causes like a push through the energy field. And then your guide uses intuitive thought to tell the body what it needs to do to feel better. So we're, mm. we're participants, but your guide is always the healer. And so that's always a fun thing because even in those things are, you know, you just have your, your hand hurts and you just, you, you know, you're holding, you're holding uh, uh, grocery bags in both hands and, and one arm is starting to, to hurt because it's, it's heavy. You know, your hands are not free to use the hands-on participation. So it's just look up and to the right or think to yourself, would you take care of my, my arm, please, because it's starting to hurt. And the more you right. do that, it's causing, it's law of attraction-based. It's causing your own inner mind to rely on your non-physical guide to take care of your physical aches and pains. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, in order to take care of the ache and pain, they have to take care of the emotional ache and pain because 
You can't have a physical ache and pain without an emotional ache and pain. So the two go, the two go together, and the emotion comes first. So they're always they're always there, and they're always helping. They're always aware of you, twenty four seven. That's amazing. It really is, and and we don't think about those options being available to us, which I think is so valuable in the teachings because you know you, you think, oh, okay, well I can get this pharmaceutical medication, or I can use this cream or this, and really all we need to do is open up to what's available to us to use, which is our connection to our guides that we some <laughs> we we get disconnected from somehow. And uh, and I'd love for you to to speak with about that a, a little bit. You know, is, is there? Do, I I don't know because I see it with kids they seem to be a lot more connected to their guides. Is there uh, is souls that come in that sort of uh, have a greater connection, or how is it that we? Is it life that disconnects us or emotions? I, I'd love to have some. Some clarification well, it, it on is that. the emotions it is the emotions and okay. so children children have not had as many days every day is filled with experiences and every single experience has one or more emotions that are coupled with it so it's like the thought bubble idea you know if you're a five-year-old you've got five years worth of thought bubbles that you have mm-hmm. created and that you've bumped into, that you've tuned into. But a, but a 50-year-old has 50 years of creating thought bubbles and tuning into everybody else's thought bubbles. So there's more accumulation. So children, children are not more connected than, than adults. We're all connected. We're all, mm-hmm. the way they describe it is we're tethered to our guide. There's a, there's an, there's a, a, a non-physical structure called the energy field, and that energy field has a, it's like a cord. They often refer to it as a cord, and your guide is at the other end of the cord, and they never leave it. They never, ever, ever leave it. They don't ever take a nap. They don't um, go on vacation. They don't take a coffee break. They don't take, you know, uh, I'll be back in 15 minutes. They're always for your entire lifespan, the entire lifespan, while you're sleeping, while you're groggy, while you're cranky, while you're happy, they're always at the other end of that cord. So the unconscious part of us, which, which you know, Abraham calls it the inner being. They call it the inner being, but they also call it the subconscious mind. Our subconscious mm-hmm. mind has to be at the base of that cord to receive the healing and the conversation that's coming through or, or the training to, to, to learn how to translate the conversation that's coming through. So the, the subconscious mind of infants is always at the base of that cord. They're highly intuitive, and that's how they learn. How does a child learn to open their mouth and, 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 and suckle? How does a child learn to roll over or push themselves up? How, how is a child learning those things? Because parents aren't teaching them. They're just caring for them day by day. And, you know, six months goes in, and all of a sudden they're able to sit up on their own. How did they learn that? That's because their guide at the other end of that cord is intuiting to them how to function in the physical body. And so as an infant, the subconscious mind, the inner being, is always at the base of the cord. And then as there's more things to listen to and learn and do and talk about, understand, then it starts to move away from the cord. Now, in meditation, and it's, it's, it's a powerful thing to teach children to silently meditate for just a couple of minutes a day, is that the, the unconscious part of you is drawn back to the cord. It's like creating a habit. You can go off and play, but the, remember that, the subconscious mind is not your body, and it's not your conscious thoughts. It's the unconscious part of you that is creating what your conscious life will be. So that unconscious part of you shifts away from the cord, but it has to be drawn back to it. But, but people don't learn to meditate silently as an everyday practice. You know, you're taught brush your teeth, but you're not taught meditate and then brush your teeth. 
So, mm-hmm. so as you get older and older, then the inner being starts to forget where the cord is, and, and that's when you know people start getting physical problems. We don't get old and cranky and old and you know uh, uh, aches and pains for no reason. We are not the unconscious part of us is not aligning to the base of that cord on a consistent basis to get regenerative healing. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have aches and pains if we learned to meditate for a handful of minutes from the time we were about three or four. We would just constantly have regenerative healing, and then we would have life experience without significant aches and pains. So, wow. You know, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Tuesday night class material. Tuesday night class material. They talk all about... But, it, but it's a weaving of... So the, the, the teachers of Yeshua, and, and people call them the guides, they call them the collective, they call them Yeshua, they call them the teachers. My daughters just call them my people. They just say, Mom, can you ask Aww. the people? And, and it's, Your it's fun. It's, it's, I like <laughs> when they do that. Yeah, my people. Um, <laughs> the people. And so, yeah, I know, it's like kind of funny. And so in the, in the Tuesday night classes, they just provide full, broad-spectrum everything about the essential material. So, you know, they always say that, that my abilities are very similar to many others, but my belief system has altered because of the energy work that I do. And because my belief systems has altered, they're able to teach the four subjects that they would teach through any channeled person. So the essential material, four pillars of learning, are the four categories of information that non-physical teachers would like to teach human population. Pillar Mm -hmm. one is the foundation material. Non-physical beings exist in concert with physical beings and that they are real and that they are available and how and why physical life occurs. So that's pillar one. Pillar two is thought. Create your reality. Pillar three is self-healing and all the ways to do it. Pillar four is unfoldment into your ability to, to verbally communicate with your guide. So when you combine the content of those four, then the, the knowledge within, you know, the non-physical knowledge within starts to rise to the surface, and then suddenly you feel better and, and your abilities to verbally communicate with your non-physical team just becomes better and better and better and better. So mm-hmm. I guess through me, it's, it's a unique situation. I don't channel just law of attraction-like things. My channeling is not highly spiritual or religious or, or you know, uh, in that, in that uh, single, single lane. It's down-to-earth, real-life examples. They use logic. They use activities, and they use you know, playful kind of uh, analogies, but they get down to the um, the nitty-gritty of the mechanics right. of what law of attraction is, why it is, how to make it work for you. And then if mediumship from a clairvoyant or a channeled perspective or progressing all the way to be a really qualified channeler, when you're a channeler, then they decide which of the four pillars they're going to teach through you and and normally it's law of attraction pillar two and i just you know this is a a blessed lifetime for me because they teach all four pillars and so they weave the the material they weave all of it together and then it's it's almost like you know we were talking before the show about unanswered questions when you weave all four of the pillars together there leaves no unanswered question you just you get it I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to have them speak on all four topics. I'm, I'm, really? Can you speak, to, the, to Carol, to um, there's, there's some people out there who uh, I know I've, I've connected with. I live, in the, I live in the Bible Belt, and a lot of people who have been indoctrinated with um, religion, um, their first go-to is that when you talk about uh, a guide or whatever is, is they they have a religious 
connotation. And so they, what they've learned or what they've uh, been uh, indoctrinated with or, or exposed to is sort of in conflict with the concept that you're with, with the concept of a guide who's there to help you. Can, can you speak to how you move past that or how you deal with that? Well, me personally, I let everybody have their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it does, because I'm a human being, there is human emotion. Right. And when somebody pushes their religious beliefs on me, there can be some frustration. But after the frustration, you know, there's forgiveness, and then there's just realization that they are who they are. But, right. you know, every religion has an iconic figure that is a savior of, of sorts. And so there's something to be said for believing in the afterlife. And there's mm-hmm. something to believing that we are being guided. And so if you call whoever is guiding us, whoever is available, whoever is our cooperative component, our co-creator, whoever is the group of beings that guardian us, you know, there's so many different ways to describe it, is that they're, they're not intermittently available. They are vigilant on who we are, what we are manifesting, what we are not manifesting, and why. And, and, and you know, from a religious perspective, there's, an iconic figure who believed greatly in love is the way right and that god is real god by whatever name so source, you right. know when when i when i look at that right source it could be god it could be you know whatever whatever that religion's um figure is is that you know when I compare that to the essential material and what the teachers of Yeshua teach, love is the way, well, happy emotion corrects the, the buildup of negative emotion, and negative emotion is what doctors call stress, and stress is the, the basis of all physical problems. So love is the way. When you focus on love, you focus on positive emotion. When you focus on positive emotion, you have a healthier outlook and a healthier physical body and a healthier life. And when you, when you, so when you do that all by itself, external from religion, you're still on a better path because you're getting the mindset that you need to be a healthy, functioning person in the world. Having an understanding that there really is life after this physical life, that's just where beliefs come in. And religions promote believing that there is life after this physical life. So, you know, yeah, well. I'm not I'm not religious, but I certainly I, I am am. You couldn't dissuade me. There's nothing There's nothing that you could give me that would that would dissuade me from believing that the team of people that communicate out loud through me are from my own subconscious. It's not memories that I'm just dredging up from somewhere. There right. are a team of people that, that have their eye on me constantly. You know, Jesus called it the Holy Spirit. Right. And I'm not, a, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not um, unaware of the Christian Bible. It's how I was raised. And so when Jesus called upon the Holy Spirit, well, you know, modern day language is my guide or my team of guides. Mm-hmm. Well and so it's well just a, it's just right. a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a, a modern term for the non-physical vibrational being that never leaves our side for our entire life. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no. And you know, it made me think a little bit. When I, I went uh, I went to four-year uh, college and then I went back to the Integrative Institute for Nutrition and you realize that there isn't one dietary theory that's right for anybody. You know, some people it's keto, sometimes it's paleo, you know, vegetarianism, whatever, whatever you choose, 
you kind of have to find your right path and discern what is right for you. And I think that it's the same thing whether you you know you, you want to call it spirituality, whatever source information, whatever you choose, you'll find you have to find what makes the most sense. But I think the the greatest thing and is to know that you have a connection and that we do have somebody that is able to help us stay, you know, really to expand our awareness. And I really love the fact that, uh, you know, the meditation, you know, meditation and one of the things that, and I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, was that the, the collective talked about the importance of nature and looking around and and they mentioned something else that was so beautiful in the class that when you're driving down the road and you see a billboard and you focus on one thing you go pink it's like that that bubble it's like when you said that it made me smile and and I thought oh okay and so it's teaching you I think to see the world from a different perspective or maybe not even a different perspective, to really open your eyes to all of the wonderful things that are around that we may have gotten yeah. disconnected from. It's, it's um, choosing what to focus on, on purpose. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I sneeze. There's going to be an I don't know somewhere. Yeah, we just talked about that before. Yeah, what is up with that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know what? It's funny because it's funny because I just got a text message that that showed up is eight six six eight eight, and I have and I don't know who sent that message, and and, and so there's all kinds <laughs> of I don't knows that show up. There's all kinds of I don't knows, and so it's just you know. But when you think about focusing on something happy on purpose, so you could have a billboard for a law firm that deals with um, divorce attorney. It could be a billboard for a divorce attorney. Now, that's not a happy subject, but the background or the lettering could be in pink or could be in, you know, orchid or, or, or there could be, you know, some, some element. If, you're, if your eyes landed on a divorce attorney billboard, you've got anger and or fear rising in the, what, what they call the grid. That's the subconscious mind. You've got anger and or fear rising because if you had joy rising, your eyes would not have landed on that billboard. That's what law of attraction is. The law of attraction, the momentum of anger and or fear was rising and stepped forward and the billboard was in the same proximity and so your eyes landed on it. But the minute that your eyes land on it and you see divorce attorney, you can choose to focus on Oh, there's a series of eights in that number. I love eights. Eights are fun. Eights are good. Eights are like a swirl. Fours. I love swirls. Fours. You know, Lots and of you those. Could, you could, or four fours. You know, and you could just just go on a, a small little um, – there's really no other word beside rampage. And it's so funny because Abraham has coined that word, a rampage of appreciation. And I remember – at one point, I was having a conversation with, with, uh, with, with, with the teachers, and I said, but rampage, to me, a rampage is like negative emotion. That's like forcing your opinion. And they said, well, so rampage is not the right word for you, but soliloquy just doesn't fit, does it? And I said, no, but neither does lecture. So what, what, is, what is it? So, so they said, but a rampage could be forcing positive opinion. And they said, but, but the word itself to me has a, a little bit of a negative connotation because there's a little bit of a forcing in the word rampage. And they said, well, break out the thesaurus and find a different word. Don't sit there and stew over the, 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 the understanding. Rampage of appreciation is you just go on this, you know, um, mind stroll of all these positive things in succession. So it's like, you know, you get on a beautiful train of thought, and that's what a rampage of appreciation is. And they said, but don't sit mm-hmm. there in the quandary of should I or should I not use the word rampage. Just open up a thesaurus and find a different word and settle the negative emotion right here and right now. So when you look at a billboard as an example, and the billboard itself is promoting something that is in the world, might be necessary, 
but it's also an indication of unhealthy thoughts and unhealthy relationships. Pick something on that billboard to love on because your eyes landed on the billboard. So you've got to tell the inner mind what to focus on. You landed on the billboard, okay, but now focus on this. It's kind of like when you're, when you're you know, as, as a parent and a child is learning something new, you teach them focus, you know, focus on what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and, and nothing else. Focus on what you're doing, nothing else. Because, you know, you, you get to choose what to focus on. Well, I got to right. say, focus on right. something that makes you happy. So true. Uh, I'm, I'm always catching, by the way, the four four four. I'm always, I'm always catching the the, the phone number four 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 dash four 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 four. That to me, that's that's why I was. I, I think to myself, that's why I was supposed to look at the board, is because four 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 is my guide saying, "Hey, look at the fours. You know, I'm here. I'm always, I'm always with you. I'm wow. connected to you. I'm tethered to you, and and it brings yeah. a smile to my face. You know, so well, that's, you know, that's the, what it, the thing is that that could be true but but let's say that you do and and you love fours okay so you could be passing a billboard or or a building or a license plate or or anything and there could be a bunch of fours on it and so law of attraction because you like fours you like a series of fours so you've got a, a quantity of memory in there that says i comma like the number fours in series of fours so that's what law of attraction is creating mm-hmm. a habit of memory. So law of attraction could be guiding you to more force. But right. it could also be intuition where your guide is asking your mind to turn your head and look your eyes to find something that would create more joy for you. So it could be either or. Either, either or. or. Yeah. Based yeah. on the thought I'm having right. in that moment, right? Yep. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, no, that's wonderful. That's- and... Uh, I, um, you know, it, it, time goes by so quickly, and but I want to mention that for any of our listeners that would like to learn more about uh, the Yeshua Collective and Carol Collins, uh, please go to americas-medium.com, and it's uh, you will find information on. And there, and I want to mention real quick because there. You know, a, a lot of people at the end of the year, they try to think about their resolutions, about what they want. And you are offering a workshop, uh, Manifesting with Ease, workshop on December 28th um, in the evening. And it really, I think it's really how you set a positive mindset for what you want to envision, where all things can be possible coming into the the next year. And um, there's just there's just so so many things, and, and I know Michael mentions it pretty much uh, every week that he tunes into your YouTube channel, and uh, I'd love for you to, to leave our audience with something. We only have like two minutes left, but I'm so grateful, and we do we would love to have you back. It's always such a delight. <laughs> this goes by it's so quickly, fun. so it does. Yeah. The Manifest with Ease, it's a channeled two-hour workshop. So I always like to say this. I'm not presenting anything. I'm not an expert at, at anything. <laughs> I am. I am because I've learned a lot of things. But when it comes to manifesting things and, and all the things that, that, that Yeshua and the teachers of Yeshua teach, it, I, I just hand the microphone over to them because they know what they, they know what people need to know in that moment in time. So right. Manifest with Ease is um, a Thursday night. And it's sandwiched between the end of the Christmas holiday and New Year. And it's all about vision boarding and how not to do it, how not to use Mm -hmm. a physical vision board. So there's so many people that are walking into the New Year with vision boards, and they're going to really spend a lot of time talking about the, the downside of a physical vision board whether it's a computer vision board or, or, or literally a, you know, a poster board, the, the imagery, why imagery is the wrong way to manifest mm. your, your upcoming year. So they're going, to talk about, they're going to talk about that, and they're going to talk about a, a new strategy that works every single time. And, and when you get really good at that strategy, then you draw positive experiences to you in general, and then you draw the specific positive experience that you're hoping to get. So it's all about vision boarding 
and why not to do it. But they're, they're not going to leave you hanging. They're going to give you uh, a different and better way to manifest what you've got um, on your wish list for the coming year. Great. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Carol and Michael, and, and to the Yeshua Collective. It has just been an absolute delight, and I, I'm so looking forward to our next conversation. And again, yeah. please do go to americas-medium.com. Um, it's just there's so many things and plus you get to see carol's beautiful friendly smile so that's that's even better and my cat. beautiful face my cats always show up <laughs> oh, oh that's yeah. wonderful <laughs> they do well until um, yeah until next go ahead please no they do go ahead finish it out it's awesome it no i just wanted to say thank great you episode. yeah it's just absolutely thank you. absolutely wonderful thank you thank you so so much and uh, well, we love, we love being here every time a blessing Thank you. A great right. conversation Take with you, Debbie. I appreciate it. Yeah. Bye. Likewise. All right. Take care. Thank you.